Good morning, Salem and friends. Y'all bless the Lord in this house. Bless, bless the Lord in this house. We thank God for giving us yet another day. Anybody grateful up in here? Any, anybody just grateful? That the Lord, as a child, they used to sing, you didn't have to let me live. Didn't have to let me live. I'm just glad be in the service one more one more time we thank God for another opportunity for this chance to be in the house of God today today we have a preacher in the house it is through our minister music uh, Reverend Bush uh, that I met his mother uh, Reverend Fennessy Bush when he came when when he came here uh, it didn't take long to find out that there was a whole clan of bushes. And uh, I got a chance to meet him and his immediate family, but then I met his mother. When I met Pastor Gail Bush, Pastor Gail Bush, uh, she's very quiet, doesn't talk a whole lot, but uh, I found out when you know how to live, you really don't have to talk a lot. Uh, I've watched her, and uh, I immediately fell in love. We have this special relationship, sort of a daughter-sister relationship. She's more my sister than my daughter. She is a pastor in her own right, pastor of the Open Arms Deliverance Center. Yet she came here and united with this church. And it is a blessing. It is a blessing when, as a leader, you can put yourself under leadership. When you are a leader and you can place yourself in a position where you are led or put yourself under the leadership of someone else. Over years, I've learned Pastor Bush to be a woman of, I love faith. She's here. She moved here. They moved here from New York. Uh, and she moved here on a faith move, just, just a faithful servant. Uh, came here out of faith and out of love, and I've watched the way she does things uh, as a part of this church and even as a, a representative of Open Arms Deliverance Center. Uh, I watched the way she will go downtown and say what needs to be said to who it needs to be said to, and she ain't scared to say it. Uh, I've just watched that kind of drive in a, in a preacher pastor and I like that I, I like that and um, so I, I asked her this morning if she would come and if she would break the bread of life she can and I know she will I've watched I've heard her many times and I love the way she divides and rightly divides the word of truth so she comes today uh, to preach at home Salem Baptist Church and we welcome her we welcome those who have come from open arms, we're always glad to see y'all. So we're going to uh, uh, sing now our prayer hymn. And the next voice that you will hear will be that of Pastor Gail Bush of Open Arms Deliverance Center. Lord, I want to live for thee every day and every hour. Let your spirit be with us now in its saving power. Come now.
Salem. Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And indeed, it is an honor to stand here today before you to serve in this capacity. And I do want to give honor to God and to the head of this house, our Reverend Haynes, our Reverend Richard Haynes, and to his wife, First Lady Beverly Haynes. We do want to give them honor. It is so glad. I am so glad and it is so good to have met these two. Amen? You have a very rare thing in a pastor. You don't find it everywhere today. And that's for sure. So we just thank God for our meeting. And to all of you that have come out this morning, I'd like to say I'm not a very long speaker. Amen? But I do believe that once I come to church, once I got up out of my bed, once I took whatever I had to take to get the aches and the pains out, shook myself, got myself together, since I'm here, we might as well have church. I don't know about you, but uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I'm going to be um, reading for your hearing today, Acts, the 27th chapter, the 41st through the 44th verse. And I think that's on the screen, but I'm just going to add one verse before we get to that verse. I'm going to read Acts 27 and 1, where it says, And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus' band. I'm going to drop down to the 41st verse, just so you know we were talking about Paul. That's why I read that first verse. Acts 27, 41 and 44 says, In falling into a place where there were two seas, now, I don't change the word of God, but every now and then I try to put something in there so you know what I'm talking about. Because I don't know about you reading about Moses and all those things that happened. It's good, and it's good history, and it's good to know. It's good to know your family history. It's good to know where you came from. But it's also good to know what you can do with the word of God in your life today. So it says, and falling into a place where two seas, that's two bodies of water met, the shipman ran the ship aground, which means he ran it on or onto the bottom of the sea into shallow water. And the forepart, my Bible says, or the front of the ship stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder, hinder, back part of the ship, was broken due to the violence of the waves. And the soldiers on the ship, I'm calling them soldiers, they took counsel, or they got together and they made a decision. Okay, this ship has wrecked, and we can't let these prisoners get away, so how about this? We kill the prisoners. So that's, that verse says, and the soldiers counseled, decided after the shipwreck was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and get away. But the satyrian guard, Julius, was willing to save Paul. So he kept them, the other guards, from their purpose, their plan, which was to kill the prisoners. And Julius commanded Julius turned to the prisoners and Paul and to everyone on the ship and said, they which can swim, jump off. You jump off first. Cast yourself into the waters and don't stop till you get to land. And the rest of, I say the Bible says, and the rest, I say those that could not swim, those that were a little unsure, he said, you jump also. But after you jump, you grab onto some boards 
You find a broken piece of this ship and you hold on to it until you get to shore. And it came to pass that they escaped safe, all of them, 200 and something of them, all of them onto land. And I believe they made it because Paul needed to make it. Amen. So I'm using for a topic this afternoon. You can make it on broken pieces. Oh, I forgot. Got to be appropriate. Let's bow our heads and pray. Don't mind me. Sometimes I like to enjoy myself. Amen. I hope you don't mind. But I like to enjoy life. Amen. So let's bow our heads this, this morning. And let's just pray as Moses did in the 90th song. Moses said, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Lord, the days of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength there be fourscore years. Yet during this time there is strength, there is labor, and there is sorrow. So teach us, Lord, to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Lord, we come before you this morning, some of us with our hands lifted up and our hearts filled with praise. But we are aware that there are some of us this morning, Lord, that have smiles on our faces, but our hearts are broken. So as much as our faces different, as much as our faces are different, Lord, so are our needs. But we are looking unto you, Lord, the author and the finisher of our faith. But we need a word from you this morning. We need to hear from you this morning. So, oh Lord, we ask all of these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. I don't think I have to remind anybody this morning that this world is broken. It's hard for any of us to get through life without feeling the brokenness of this world. Now, the word brokenness has many meanings, but whichever meaning you choose, if you have not yet encountered a life circumstance that brings you to your knees, somebody say, keep on living. Can we just keep it real today? I know we want everyone to think we're on the mountain all the time. I know some of us you know, are perfect. Amen. But if we think about it, the greatest shaping of our lives did not come when we were our strongest. But the greatest shaping of our lives came from our weakness. No wonder Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12 and 10, this is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Before Paul declared, when, am I weak, then, when I am weak, then am I strong, he had went through a few things in life. You know, you got to go through a few things in life. Yes, in Corinthians 12, 7 through 9, Paul talks about somehow Paul went up into the third heaven. And somewhere during that, I call it travel, Paul was given some sort of an affliction. The Bible says a thorn in his flesh. He pleaded with God three times to remove this affliction. But guess what? God would not. Paul knew a little something about pleading with God to do things that he just decides not to do. So don't think the worst of yourself because your prayers haven't been answered yet. 
Don't think the worst of yourself. Just know the breaking of you is the making of you. So after Paul three, prayed three times and God did not respond, God told Paul, in other words, my strength is made perfect in weakness. As if, or as we often say, my grace is sufficient. I just wanted to share a little bit about Paul before we go on. So in today's story, Paul is dealing with another situation in his life. And from a portion of that chapter 27, the 44th verse, these words stuck in my mind. It says, and the rest, and the rest. That's the ones that Julius said, you jump over it, even if you can't swim. And, and listen, the ship has wrecked. You can stay here and die or be killed. Or you can jump over and grab a hole to some broken pieces. Don't forget the topic today. You can make it on broken pieces. Don't quit just because your car is not running right. You can still get where you're going with a car that's not running right. Just as some on that ship were good swimmers, they didn't have to worry about anything. They were going to get to the other side regardless. All they needed was a word that said jump. It's all right. If it's all right with you, again, I want to be more relevant. I believe Jesus spoke in parables. I believe that's what we are taught. Amen? So when I talk about the rest, I'm talking about the rest of us. I'm putting myself in the boat with the rest of us. Those that feel like sometimes you can't make it. Can I talk about some of us? Not the rest of us right now, but some of the others of us. Some of us, I don't know why you bother coming to church. Am I allowed to say that? You sit here, you're here, but for all the wrong reasons. Some of us come to church every, not you, you know, some of us. Probably those that are not here. Come to church every Sunday. And while church is going on sometime, you know, not in your church, but where I'm at, they on their cell phones. Making plans for after church. <laughs> then where I come from, see, I come from the holiness church, and if you want to lose your mind, go to the holiness church. <laughs> you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Oh. So some of us come for the wrong reasons. Some of us come and we sit, we get a good seat, and we watch everyone that comes through the door making all the judgment calls on what they have on or what's going on in their lives. Some of us are flying so high like eagles, we're looking down on everybody else. But I came to talk to the rest of us. If you're saying to yourself this morning, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the Salem Baptist Church. It's open this morning. Can I get a seat? The line should be overflowing with people trying to get a seat. Is there anybody here that says with me, I will bless the Lord. At all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Why? Because it could have been me. With no shoes on my feet. It could have been me. Coming in looking like I needed something to eat. It could have been me. Some people have to fight just to get to church. I don't know. Maybe that don't happen here. Some people have to fight their husbands. Fight their wives. Their kids are acting up. 
The job is about to lay him off. It could have been me. I can't speak for anybody else, but as I said, I made it my mind a long time ago because I like lifetime movies and I like movies, period. Before I waste my time, sit up in church for two or three hours. I'm not coming to look at anybody else. I'm coming because I'm one of the ones that's making it on broken pieces. Is there anybody out there that knows what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about, wave your hands and just say, I've been there. Is there anybody else that knows what it's like to feel shattered? Let me get back to the story about Paul. My grandson Dion tells me, stay on track, Grandma. Let me get back to Paul in the ship, heading to Rome. I was talking about the rest, those rest, you know, they're not good swimmers. And I know some of us are so good at literature. And we are so perfect diction correct. But if I break a few vowels and split a few nouns, Just know that I love the Lord. Amen? Amen? Truth is, they taught us all our life in school, never use but and and to start a sentence. I got older, and I noticed that notable writers, bloggers, journalists, and copywriters were all using and and but. So I went back to research it, found out it was never really a rule. Not in the English language, it was just something that the teachers used as a tool to keep us from having runoff sentences. I'm going back to the ship now. I don't know how much Luke knew, but apparently he was educated or spiritually led because he correctly used and and but to start most of his sentences in this chapter. And he knew that most of his sentences had subjects and verbs and that they could stand alone. And he made it very clear. What are you talking about? In this ship that had wrecked, it was very clear that the subjects in this ship was Paul, the prisoners, and the guards. And the action that needed to be taken was they needed to jump. I believe this morning that there's someone under the sound of my voice, whether you're here or at home, caught between decisions. There's somebody whose lives are broken into many places. You've been given up by doctors, given up by family members, given up by society. You've gotten older and you think nobody cares. Feel sorry for the older folks sometimes because you can't do the things you used to do. Amen? So you feel nobody cares. So somebody is feeling that way this morning. But you don't want to give up. You want to stay in the fight. You're not ready to give up. You're just ready to put yourself in the class with, um, um, you know, the rest of us. You're saying if somebody will just help me, give me a hand. I'll make it to where I'm trying to go. But I came to tell you if nobody gives you a hand, if nobody ever encourages you, Grab a hold to some of them broken pieces in your life and you can make it. The 27th chapter of Acts talks about Paul and his voyage and it talks about how Paul tried to tell the, the, the owners of the ship that there's a storm coming. And how many times have you tried to tell people there's a storm coming and it's headed this way? But they didn't want to listen to Paul. Amen? They forgot Paul and didn't think Paul was good enough. But as it's recorded in Acts 26 and 28, Paul stood before King Agrippa. How many of you got this kind of a testimony? Paul stood before King Agrippa, and King Agrippa said, you have almost persuaded me, Paul, to be a Christian. How many of us can persuade somebody with our testimonies? 
Some of you today have some outstanding testimonies. You know what God has done for you, but the devil is trying to steal the testimony. He doesn't want you to win. The road's getting rough. The going is getting tough. But just know God has not forgot about you. You can make it on broken pieces. Life might have thrown you the biggest punch you could ever imagine. But you can still make it on broken pieces. Paul spoke so well to King Agrippa that King Agrippa said if Paul had not have appealed to Caesar, I probably would have let him go. But Paul did like some of us. But it was meant for Paul to do that. We try to fix our own problems. We try to make it right. But sometimes if we just wait a little while longer, everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Some of us. Well, the rest of us. We'll talk a little bit more about the rest of us before I get off track. Amen. Because Satan is trying to steal the victory, there's a temporary delay in what our brokenness is about to do in our lives. Remember, it's the brokenness of man that God loves. Amen? Paul was going to Rome on that ship, but it wasn't that Paul was just going to Rome to, uh, to appeal to Caesar. It was that God wanted Paul to go to Rome. And the, the responsibility of Paul's custody didn't just fall into the hands of Julius. It was intended by God in the plan to fall into the hand of Julius. What are you trying to say? We're going through a lot of things and we're thinking, oh my, what did I do? Amen. To deserve all of this that's happening to me. You didn't do anything. It was God's plan for you to go this way. It's not unusual for good and evil to get tangled up together. Have you ever found yourself going out trying to do good? Have all the good tensions of the world trying to do the right thing? And before you know it, you're tangled up. And wondering how you got there. Amen? And that happened to Christ. Christ came into this world to do a good thing. He came to save. And Christ was innocent. But yet he had to hang on the cross between two thieves. He was not guilty, but he looked guilty. He was not guilty, but he had Job's accusers looking up at him. Remember Job. The only man in the Bible that I read that God called perfect and upright. Do you know any other man? Job was perfect and upright. But even Job had to go through brokenness in his life. Job was perfect and upright and his friends came around and maybe some of the church members and they said, Job, what did you do for things to get like this on you? Job knew he hadn't done anything, so Job felt broken. And Job said, I wish I could curse the day I was born. I wish that day could be removed from the calendar. So you're not the only one that goes through these things. But what did Job do? Job held on to broken pieces. And that's why Job said, all the days of my point in time, will I wait on the Lord? And that's why Job said, even though he slayed me, it seemed like he was slaying him, Job said, I will trust him. Well, in this season of our lives, I don't know about you, when things are going like they're going in the world and we're in the church talking about what the world did wrong, well, sometimes you have to wonder, what did we do wrong? Why is there so much evil? Why is there so much violence? You say that well, this sickness came upon us because of what the world is doing. Well, what's wrong with us? You talk about how the world caused this, but I got a friend. We say, yeah, but how come we had to leave the church and can't come in? Thank God for people that get it and know the church is the only place on this earth where we need to go to get our healing. 
go to get our hearts fixed. Go so we can feel better about life. Don't let nobody keep you out of the church. We have to change a few things here and there, but the church is established for that purpose. I want someone to know that feels like you can't make it. Just like the centurion guard was there for Paul. Know that even though you are all messed up as it were, know that somebody got up this morning, had you on their mind, and took a little time to pray for you. Hallelujah. Just know that you can make it on broken pieces. I know the time is going on, so I'm going to cut short, but let me tell you one thing. You're looking at somebody that's making it on broken pieces. Every time I make one step forward, it seems like I fall back three, but I will not give up. I will not give in. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, she dyes her hair, she's trying to be young. No, I'm trying to live. Ain't no sense in living and being dead. Hallelujah. Yes, I'm going to enjoy myself. Yes, I'm going to smile sometime. Yes, I'm going to crack a joke sometime. Get over it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to figure out where to break this at. I came to tell you this morning that the God in on the mountain is the God in the valley. And if you're watching this morning, you can make it on broken pieces. And I'm not going to just wait for you to make it, but I am going to declare. And I am going to cancel the devil's plan. And I am going to say to you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus, pick up that piece and hold on to it. In the name of Jesus, I command Satan to take his hands off of you right now. We go to church, but we don't have no power. We can't even have enough power to get out of the parking lot without fighting with somebody. That probably don't happen down here. I'm from New York. <laughs> Those that know where we come from, we spent a many a nights in that parking lot, couldn't get out for people fighting. It was so crowded, you had to park, you know, you couldn't just get out. Amen. And we might as well have bought lunch and said, okay, here we go tonight. Amen. So I know y'all don't fight here at Salem Baptist Church. Amen. Y'all don't be fighting over each other's boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands. No. I saw a girl in New York. I saw a woman in New York reach into a car and grab that guy out and said, you think you're getting away? Okay, Dion, I'm going back on topic. The ship and Paul. The reason why you have to keep going and make it on broken pieces because as you see, because Paul stayed in line, 200 and something people were saved because of Paul. You don't know who's watching you. You don't know whose who's life you have in your hands. All you know is that you think it's all about you. But it's not all about you. So um, I'm going to say, because I don't have a mic to walk with, but I could have had when he offered me, so I'm not going to walk. But ladies, fix your hair. Get in your car, throw your head back. This is your life. Amen? You don't got to sit around and look sad to be holy. Amen? Grab some of them broken pieces, some of them memories of how things used to be, and get back in line and let's keep on marching. We've got to make it to the other side. 
there's more broken pieces than that. A, a few years ago, I had, a, uh, I had lost a sight in this eye and I had a couple of surgeries on it. And the devil said, what you gonna do now? And even my son wanted to make sure the doctor said I could drive. I said, I'm gonna drive, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do till I can't do no more. Why? Because my faith is in the Lord. And even though there's some minor things that happen to us along the way, we got to still keep our hands and our faith in the Lord. Sometimes if we get up hopping, we just need to hop on. Don't stay at home and say, I can't go today because I might have to hop. Hop on! And I guarantee you, once you turn around and look, you won't be hopping no more. Amen? I've been so sick. I know what it is to be sick. I didn't, I'm not even talking about, I've been so sick. Where the doctors didn't think I'd get well, but I got well. Well, on this ship, they didn't think they were going to make it. A matter of fact, before they were going to kill the prisoners, they thought about just running off the ship. It was Paul and the satirian guard that talked the, the, the ship workers to stay on board. And then after they stayed on board and things got a little bit better, now they want to kill the prisoners. Isn't that how people do? Amen. So I came this morning to tell you, you can make it on broken pieces. Don't let nobody tell you, you can't make it. I know a lot of us, well, I talk about us women. I'm so tired of sitting home and I don't even think I'm eating. I don't know why I'm getting fat. I know COVID is out here, but what is the rest of this? I'm not eating as much. I know we're not getting the exercise, but my point is, it becomes a little overwhelming at times, amen? We can't for a while go and do the things we used to do. And then we, we don't, we can't, even when you're going to the nail salon sometimes, the lady's like, you just want your feet done, right? Even they done gave up. I said, no, I'd like to get both done. Oh, oh, okay. Don't give up. Stay in the race. Hold on to the smallest piece of life that's left. It's not over till God says it over. And as long as you're holding on, you're going to make it to the other side. Amen? No matter how dark it gets, hold on. We come out of our comfort zones. I, I'm going to end. I'm not even looking at my notes anymore because I'm trying to end it. Amen? Our comfort zone. I had a comfort zone in New York. Amen. And when I came to Georgia, it was like a cultural shock. I wasn't born in the South. I didn't know that much about the South. It was cultural shock. Amen. Get ready to go out at 11 o'clock to the diner. What diner? <laughs> Where is it? You know, the city never sleeps. Amen. So, but, 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 but now after a while we got, so we went back. I'm just trying to show you. We went back and most of us say, well, I can't wait to get back to Georgia. But I'm saying that the change at first was cultural shock. So as I'm going around trying to meet people and make new friends, what I learned was I didn't even know myself. I learned in my brokenness that there was some evil down there that I thought was gone. I learned in my brokenness, it meant that there was a little, uh, 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 what, what would we call it? I, I have a friend here, I'm not going to call her name, but her and I get upset when we watch the news. As we were going through the years with Trump, I learned that I need more love, amen? I learned that I didn't have what I thought I had. Because we're supposed to love, no matter what, amen? So it was a cultural shock, but it was a good thing. And, and, and I'm, uh, this will make you laugh. I, I had some children that I brought down with me because I've raised 20 children. And these were in high school. And I took them to the school and they got registered and they called me and they came home and they said, 
Aunt Gail, I said, what? You got to get us out of there. I said, what? Going to lunch is like going to Golden Corral on Easter Sunday. We were used to small communities, amen, and smaller things. So I, I, I said to them, no, you get adjusted. So adjustments take time sometimes. And that's why I'm saying some of us, we just need a little adjustment, a little tune-up. You can make it on broken pieces. You just need a little tune-up and a little adjusting here and there. Amen? So I'm saying to all of us, here this morning, let's turn these things over to Jesus. How many of you remember how you used to feel when you first got saved? Anybody remember when they first got saved? The sunrise said, I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. Anybody know about that? You came in the church with a praise in your heart. Somewhere along the line with the brokenness and the hardships and the sorrows, we've got what we wanted but lost what we had. Well, I'm saying this morning we need to tell the Lord to take us back. Take us back to the place where we first believed. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received. To the place where I fell down but I got back up again. To the place where I didn't care who was looking and who said what. Take me back, dear Lord. You can make it on broken pieces. All you have to do is say these words along with me. Could everybody stand on their feet just before we go to the altar call? How many of you need the Lord to do something for you. How about saying along with me, I need the oh, I need thee. Every watching today that does not know Jesus as your Savior. All you have to do is acknowledge that you are a sinner and say to the Lord, I need you, Jesus, to come into my life. I believe that you were born, you lived, you died on the cross, and you rose on that third day so that I might be saved. All you have to do right where you are is say, save me, Jesus and the Lord will save you. And you will be just as saved as any of us here today. If you believe, it's all about believing in what Jesus said. All of you that are heavy laden and burdened and heavy laden, the Lord said, come unto me and I will give you rest. So bow your heads as I said and Tell the Lord that you need a Savior. And if you've done that, today in your homes, you can say, Lord, I thank you for what you have done for me. And watch and see if you don't make it through the storm. Watch and see if he doesn't fix the brokenheartedness in your life. Because I said to you today, I am a witness that you can make it on broken pieces. Amen. Amen.
as we stand. Sometimes we overlook and uh, sometimes we fail to thank God for what we have. Sometimes we are envious of those who could swim and uh, went on to the shore just were able to swim. Sometimes you might even feel a little envious of somebody who's floating on a bigger piece than you. But the truth is, you need to learn to thank God for that little piece. I wonder if I got any witnesses in the house that you... You can. Where would we be if we could not make it on broken pieces? And I'm grateful today. I'm grateful today for the word of God. I'm grateful today for the preacher of God. Just reminds us who we are and how we got here. We didn't come up here in our little, own, our little ships. We all got to where we are because we grabbed a piece. We grabbed that piece is called grace. And we thank God for that. She's already expressed and already shared the plan of salvation and what we must do. Let me just now invite others. Because sometimes other people are lost and they see us and they think that we got here because we got it all together. Yeah, People look at us and they think, we are where we are because we've always, it is our job to let them know, baby, no. I'm where I am because I was able to grab a little piece. I wasn't even among those who could swim. I was here because I was able to grab just a little piece and made it to the shore. Today, if you're here in this house, if you're here in this house, unsaved or if you're already saved and you know that you need a covering, you need a church home, I want to invite you just to come and take this first pew. If you're here in this house and you don't have a church covering, let me just invite you to come to the front pew. If you're at home and you realize, you've come to realize today that you need to be grabbing even in your brokenness, you need to make it safe and there is a way Reach out now. He'll take your hand. So if you, if wherever you are, we ask you right now to turn it around. You have instructions as to how you can become a part of the family of God right at the end of the broadcast. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain. And the street of all, a healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain. Yeah, yeah, yes. Won't you come? Won't you come? Sing the chorus with me. In the cross. In the cross.
bless the Lord in here. Why don't we bless the Lord? Bless the Lord in this. We thank God for his word. You thank God from, from, uh, as the, from the time she began to read the scripture <laughs> and gave her text and her subject. I was already blessed. You can make it. Um, broken. It doesn't, doesn't that bless you right there? <laughs> it might not bless you if you got a whole ship. <laughs> but if you like me and you had to get there on broken pieces, you can make it. And pray now that others have been blessed just to know that you can make it on broken pieces. Reverend Bush, thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your words to us today. Thank you so much for living testament. You don't, you don't raise 20 children and come out with your boat intact. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank God for broken pieces. Let me just thank all of you for your presence. Those who have come to worship in person today, we are happy to see you here, those who are at home, we thank you. We thank you for just your faithfulness in tuning in. Thank you for being faithful in your stewardship. Those who are here, thank you so much. The church keeps right on rolling on, so we thank all of you for all that you do. Uh, just in the way of information, we do want to celebrate the fact that Mother Maddie Price is now at home from the hospital. Y'all bless the Lord. God is able. God is God is able. I I went by the hospital to see Mother Maddie and those folk. Uh, she had evidently she'd been giving them trouble about going home, and so she was already gone. But they let me know. You talking about the lady in that room right now? She gone home, <laughs> and she was glad to get out of here. So we're happy that Mother Price is now at at home. Uh, we want to be in prayer for one of our members, uh, Sister Donnell McCain. Uh, she is uh, she's uh, right now recovering from surgery. So we want to just be in prayer with uh, Sister McCain. She is the daughter of Mary Anderson. We all remember Mary Anderson. She's the daughter of, of Mary Anderson. Let's just keep her in, in prayer. Let me ask now that our pastor, uh, Pastor, uh, pastor Atkinson, uh, who leads us and who leads our technology. He's the pastor of technology, and really we are way ahead of time. We already had a pastor of technology. We put him in place before all this happens. Amen. But I feel for the church now that doesn't have a pastor of technology. Uh, we could not make it. We could not uh, stay connected like we do, and we thank God for Reverend, An uh, Reverend Atkinson. He's going to come and he's going, he's going to share with us something new that's going on in the life of Salem and in the area of technology, Reverend. I told him to come and do it because I knew I couldn't do it justice. Come on and bless the Lord with me. And let us exalt him for all of his goodness. We are thrilled to introduce a platform to stay connected to our church family anytime and anywhere with the Salem Customized App. Brothers, will you put it on the picture? Put it on the screen for me. Put the picture on the screen. Put the picture on the screen. Please put the picture on the screen. Come on with me. There we go. Now, there it is. Once installed, this is our app provides each one of us one touch access to the plethora of information about Salem Missionary Baptist Church. Information such as announcements, up-to-date calendar, fellowship sale, Christian education lesson plans are easily accessible through the app. You can also access the audio, video sermon library, submit prayer requests, and there's even a link to the Bible right from this app. Now, how do you get the Salem app? I'm glad you asked. Now, all you have to do is open up your email that's going to be sent to you through our church email system. It has a link inside of it, 
And all you have to do is click on that link. Brother, will you hit the next slide for me? It's going to open up to the screen. One side is going to say for Apple. The other side is going to say for Google Play. Now, what that means is if you got an Android, you choose Google Play. You got an iPhone, you choose Apple. And once you get that particular install done, once you get your password on it, you'll be ready to open up the app. Now, for those who prefer to download the app, you can feel free by just typing in your search bar in your Play Store or in the App Store. Just type Salem Missionary Baptist Church, and you'll have to kind of pull down till you see that big old S, and when you see the S, you just click on it and say, get it, and then you have it. Now, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, because now we can do a lot of things through this app, and so brothers and sisters, just take the time to check it out. If you got any questions, please feel free to call the church office. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, can you all imagine me trying to make that announcement? <laughs> that would have been a mess. Thank God. Thank God that in spite of COVID and everything else, that he's already made a way for the church to remain connected. And we, we've got to learn how to use what's out there. And apps is what everybody's doing right now. So what we got to do, see, the church has got to learn how to just make use of all of these things out here. So we thank God for Reverend Atkinson. He's been working on this for a long time. And we rejoice with him in getting this project, this project done. Again, may God bless you all. May God keep you. Pastor Bush, thank you so much. Amen. God bless your heart. Amen. Are you you aren't trying to get to are you going are you under your service now? Oh bless bless your heart. And she leaves here. She comes here and worships, goes right on to her service. So we just bless God for that kind of dedication. Let's remember as we leave, let's remember that we're trying to be as safe and trying to do everything as orderly as we can. We all go out this door, uh, we and, and we leave and we fellowship on the outside so let's just give each other space to get outside and once we're outside we can fellowship on the outside you may leave your offerings if there are those who bring your offerings you can do that let me announce again here is our word for today is available and if there are those who want to pick up and want to get the word for today the rule is you can't get just one you got to get at least two because you got to share with somebody so please, whatever donation, please pick up the word for today. God bless you, and God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again.
ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.